one of the most magical, intense, complex, amazing, and yet so really unknown and undiscovered by most of the Jewish people, sets of Jewish books that there is, is a set that's really not yet completed, being printed, called Igres Kodesh, the holy letters of the Lubavitcher of our generation. And it's a set of books, essentially they started really working on, I think when the, when the Rebbe got sick from the sickness from which he eventually passed away, the stroke. And it's the letters that he wrote first before he became Rebbe, when his father-in-law, the previous Rebbe, was still alive. But mainly from 1950-51, when he became Rebbe, all the letters he wrote to all the people in the world, his correspondence. I mean, the Rebbe corresponded with the whole world, all types of human beings, Jews, non-Jews, politicians, regular people, business people, holy people, impure people, literally all types of people. And these letters are in this set, and they're working on printing them, of course, obviously, anonymously, not necessarily unless unless uh, necessary. Their name isn't given, etc., of who the letter is, but it's a fascinating set of books. And till today, I believe they're still working on the letters that the Rebbe wrote in the 70s. In the 70s. They didn't, they didn't finish printing all the letters that, that the Rebbe wrote. He wrote them, and they're still working on trying to get them printed. But what I want to share with you today on the 25th of Elul, Today is the 25th of Elul, the day that God created light, because of course Rosh Hashanah is the sixth day of creation when God created us. But as the Rebbe would often explain that on the first day of creation, just like any person, when they set upon a goal, a mission, they first declare what the point is, what the, what the goal is. And the goal is light, is to illuminate, is that everyone and everything should be illuminated, I don't not like I don't I didn't read the book by Jonathan Safran Foer, but I assume not like what he means, but we're rather Lahavdil what Chsidis explains, illuminated with Ner Havaya Nishmas Odam, our souls that are God's candle to illuminate the world with God consciousness. Starting from Avram Avinu that began Hischilahoyer, that began illuminating the world with the concept of the one, the oneness of reality, until Mashiach will come, we're all part of that process. And on this day, what I want to share with you, when it comes to illuminating, what this is, is to illuminate our consciousness. I want to share with you what the Rebbe says again and again and again in that set of Igris Kodesh. I, it's, I, I, I don't know, I don't know if anyone even attempted to count, but literally hundreds of times, if not thousands. There are 15 lines of text of Tanya that the Rebbe would recommend as a panacea, as an antidote, for such a wide range of ailments, of issues, of psychological problems, from things as mundane as laziness. I actually know the person to whom the Rebbe wrote this letter, complained of laziness, and the Rebbe wrote to learn these 15 lines of Tanya, but to things more complex like anxiety, fear, deep inner fear, deep inner anxiety, which I know we're all suffering from these days. And the Rebbe wrote, when people would write letters about impure thoughts or negative thoughts, the Rebbe would say, these 15 lines of Tanya. When people would complain about being worried or 
concerned about anything, psychological issues and spiritual issues, when people wanted to know how could they could deepen their relationship with Hashem, the Rebbe would always again and again in so many letters focus on these 15 lines of Tanya. And the reason that it's so important that we begin really discussing them is because as we've been, been learning the past couple of days, <clears throat> as we're about to enter the new year, which we know is going to be such a better year than this past year, like the Chassam Seifer, Ma'ashbeis, Yarim Evyan, like we all know, Tavshin Peyalef is Ashbeis, the depth of garbage of Drek. Ashbeis, the next year is going to be Tavshin Peyalef. Ashbeis is the, the most, the, the dregs, the garbage, the most disgusting. But may Ashbeis Yorim Evyoin, God takes out from that place, the Evyoin, those of us that know how poor we are, how really naked we are before God. You know, last year, Rosh Hashanah, which was the first day that we opened Lev Ladas, and I don't remember, somebody was talking about some kind of honor thing, and I mentioned, because Bailey and I had been about a year and a half earlier we had seen the Sistine Chapel where Michelangelo painted naked figures and there were those during the Renaissance that were very upset that in what they saw as a holy place of God that there should be naked figures so Michelangelo responded that we are all naked before God and a person said how could you say this in Shulon Rosh Hashanah but we have to feel how naked we are that we're poor Evyon is not just poor, an Ani is a poor person. An Evyon, the Gemara says, is to'ev l'chol dover. He's dying for anything, starving. That's us. God picks us up out of that and we have to illuminate ourselves. So as we've been learning, we have to focus on Hasidus and the positive aspects of Torah that's going to illuminate our relationship with Hashem. And these 15 lines of Tanya are actually about Kabbalah's Ol Malchus Shemaim. You see, the four mitzvahs that we learned about yesterday of Emuna, Achdus, Ava, and Yira, faith and unity and love and fear, essentially the introduction to all of them is what Chazal, with the sages, when they describe the mitzvah of saying the Shema, they describe it as Kabbalah's Ol Malchus Shemaim, the accepting of the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. Now, that's what Kriyashma is, but Rosh Hashanah, just like Kriyashma is the beginning and the end of the day, we do that. But Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year, we do that. That's the Aveda of accepting God as king, accepting the yoke of the kingdom of Hashem. But one could do that. So many people can do, have, have, do do that in a way of darkness and negativity that negates the self and hurts the self and continues to abuse the self as so many of us have been abused by others and by our own minds. But Hasidus comes and says that accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven has to be besimcha atzuma with a tremendous joy of life because God is life and accepting God as king doesn't negate the self. It is the self. Just like Spinoza and Nietzsche said the Lubavitcher but stressed that becoming God's slave doesn't negate you even though a slave accepting a yoke being an Eved accepting the yoke a slave is such a harsh connotation especially in this country of America but Moses when he died was the greatest compliment that the Torah gives when he died is Vayamas Moshe Eved Hashem the slave the servant of God died and do not we all yearn to be slaves to love slaves to one whom we love and accepting the yoke of God, as it says in these 15 lines of Tanya, which I want everyone to look at, it's chapter 41, Perak Mem Aleph, 
from the beginning of chapter 41 of Tanya, 15 lines until the words, like standing before the king. Those 15 lines we have to focus on, we're all going to focus on over the next coming days as the gateway to Rosh Hashanah and to the four mitzvahs of Emun, Achtus, Aven, Yira, which together, Mitzvah are going to illuminate our consciousness and our souls are going to be those candles together with all of Klal Yisrael, the whole Jewish people and all the nations that are going to illuminate the world and bring Mashiach still hopefully before Rosh Hashanah and we're going to hear the Shoifer Godel Mirz Hashem in Yerushalayim.